Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Oliver Jeffers, and he makes art and tells stories, a lot of stories. He's written numerous books, and I'm looking forward to talking about his latest book. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, I want to back up. How did you uh, decide, you know, creating picture books was something you wanted to pursue in your life? Uh, well, I knew from an early age that I uh, wanted to make art in some shape or form. And I studied in uh, uh, the art college in the National Art College in Northern Ireland, uh, thinking I was going to become a painter, which is something that I still do. I have a whole separate career in the fine art world. Um, but uh, towards the end of my education there, I had one idea that I thought would be better suited as a book. And so I made this transition over just temporarily, but it really, it, it, it really suited my style. It really suited the type of story that I was trying to tell. Uh, and I haven't looked back really since that moment. And that was nearly 20 years ago. And look at all the books behind you. Whoa. Yeah. How many? Well, there's multiple copies of- uh, No, I know. <laughs> but, uh, it's Photoshopped. I think, I, I think what we'll build is my uh, 17th book as author illustrator. And then there's four more that I've uh, been a collaborator on. Amazing. Was it really hard to break in or did you just happen to be fortunate and have the right connections and people? Well, you know, it's that the, the fortune is uh, opportunity meets hard work kind of a yes. thing. It, uh, it wasn't, it was, I mean, it was difficult. I did put a lot of work into it, but then as soon as I put my, my pitch out there and, um, and I got the right person's name at the right desk and I put a lot of care into the presentation, uh, a publisher called me two days later and said, we want to publish your book. Amazing. So tell me about your latest book. What We'll Build, it's called What We'll Build Plans for Our Together Future. And it's written for my daughter, just as uh, in the, the early, early days of her life, as I was just being with her and, and nursing her back to sleep and just thinking, she's two and a half now. So just thinking about what kind of a world that she was going to live in and what, how I could help her get there and how she could help me get to the future world that I was going to live in. And just this, this idea of how we build each other's future. And just, it's really, it's a book about the space between any two loving people and how you plan together with hope and love and to navigate through fear and trepidation and anger and uh, uh, into a, a better world, really. Um, so it's a, it's a poem that's just about planning for the future. How appropriate, something we need right now. Yeah, it's well. it was made over a year ago and I had no idea how relevant it was going to be. Oh my gosh. Do you want to share a little bit? Want to read from it? Yeah, I could do that. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it's called What We'll Build, Plans for Our Together Future. And it starts off with the question, what shall we build, you and I? Let's gather all of our tools for a start. For putting together and taking apart. Let's build a door where there was none. We'll build a house to be our home. I'll build your future and you'll build mine. We'll build a watch to keep our time. It's beautiful. Want to keep going? You can read a little more. Okay, we can do that. <clears throat> we'll build some love to set aside and build a hole where we can hide. A fortress to keep our enemies out and higher walls for when they shout. But you don't always lose and you don't always win. So we'll build a gate to let them in. We'll build a table to drink our tea and say, I'm sorry, me too, me three. It's beautiful. Do your books, are they based on things you're going through or 
messages you want to get across to kids or both? Not always, but recently they seem to have been that way. Because like the, the last book before this was The Fit of Fausto, which is definitely a, a meditation on on capitalism and, and uh, climate change. Uh, and then here we are before that was like a, a brief explanation of how the entire planet works in the 21st century. But really so much of my back history of books is, is just about the, the sheer joy of storytelling. You know, just adventures for the sake of adventures. Yes, we need that. I'm, I'm more of a reader than I am a TV person. And mm. I feel like right now we need more reading, more captivating stories, things mm. that'll be healing. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. And, and I think with, um, with books rather than TV, they, they kind of involve a, an audience participation that it's up to you to turn the page. It's up to you to kind of go at whatever flow and pace that you want. And, and oftentimes uh, it's you are given the opportunity to put more of yourself in the story than with, with television films. It's like, it's all there spelled out for you. You just have to, there's no participation. It's just observation. Right. What would you like listeners to know about you and your work? <laughs> I'd, uh, I don't really know where to begin with that. I'd, um, <laughs> I think I, I think I make books that I that I try to entertain myself with that reflect the way in which I see the world and the way in which I wor- want the world to be. Because I think you know by by speaking and by making it, you can affect change by beginning with thinking it, creating, and and hopefully it, it leads to manifestation. When your daughter's older and can read, I could just imagine her reading all of your work. Yeah, that's going to be something special. She uh, she likes to go through. The book at the minute and pick out the people she knows and herself and her, herself in the photograph at the end and and then all of her favorite toys but i don't i don't know if she really knows what's going on i don't know if she knows probably that. not yet not all two-year-olds get a book right for are there uh, other messages in the book you'd like to share with us without giving too much away um well just that you know the as you navigate through dark times and uh, through sort of fear and anger, it's you fall back on on the love and the good times and the memories to, to sort of guide you through that. And uh, and while she's not our first child, she's our first daughter. And not only that, but uh, she's the first female Jeffers in four generations. So Ooh. we really we've been we've been thinking about well, I've been thinking about what it is to raise a, a daughter and what it is to raise a daughter, and especially at this time of change, uh, and what will hopefully soon no longer be a man's world. Yes. And you talked about how, you know, there's a lot of anger and there's hurt and we are living in fear. And I think what you're doing by creating all this is so important right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and I, I can see the, the responsibility there and I, and I want to, to, you know, enact the change that you want to see in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think there, there's a, there's a part for everybody to play in this restructure and, and how we can do things differently, even, even how we can tell stories differently. Do you have a certain time of day that you like to write a certain, you know, place? Or- not, not particularly. Well, I see it's the, the writing happens in, in odd bursts and, uh, you know, very sporadic and, and often with great leaps of time between them, but it's the art making that needs to be a lot more planned and, and a lot more structured. And, um, and I have my studio in Brooklyn um, and that's really generally where everything happens. Uh, and, and it's, it, I definitely am a slow starter. It's the mornings tend to be more, respond to emails and phone calls and meetings. And then I, I, I warm up as the, as the day goes on. And, and then oftentimes I'll go home for dinner time and bedtime and then go back to the studio for a little bit afterwards when the phone's not ringing and there's nobody else around. Yes, nobody's trying to contact you. And yeah. Yeah. because um, I often talk about the flow state 
in positive psychology, how we have to get into that zone where mm-hmm. we're just submersed in that activity. And I know I'm a writer as well, but when you get into that creative zone, like you just go somewhere else, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. And, it's, and recognizing that is half the battle and just giving yourself permission to be there for as long as it takes to, to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. Was it hard to crank out? You did your first book. Was it, did you find that the process got quicker after you wrote your first book to do the others? No, actually the second book was the most difficult because mm-hmm. whenever I went to, to publishers, it's, you know, it's like that difficult second album. I was trying yeah. to repeat the first thing, but also be unique at the same time. And, yeah. and really in, in this instance, it was about, because I made the first book in uh, alone, completely alone um, before it got published. Um, then with the second book, it was about learning how to work with a publisher, how to work with an editor and how to work with the team that's, that's available. Mm-hmm. And so listening to reason, but also trusting in your intuition. Anything else you'd like people to know about you or your work, including where to find you? Well, yeah, I think uh, people can find me on uh, Instagram at, at Oliver Jeffers. And, and generally I, I speak up uh, and I make work and I try to point out the beauty and the humor or the, or the poignancy or the hypocrisy and, and issues and, and themes and uh, in events that happen around the world. And, um, and, I, and I try to, to do so in as positive a way as possible. What are you doing right now to take care of yourself during this really tough time? Well, My show is Get the Funk Out. So I'm always, yeah. I always love to hear, like, what do you do? Obviously, you write. Trying, you trying to drink less. I think everybody <laughs> an alcoholic at the start of lockdown. Oh, that's uh, not good. And, and, and somebody, somebody said that they better open the pubs in Ireland soon before we become a nation of alcoholics. Oh. Um, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm definitely drinking less, uh, no, not at all. Uh, I'm trying to exercise and just trying to get outside and, and be outside. Right. Do you feel like when you do take breaks from your work, you're more productive? Like you get these spurts of ideas? Without, without question, without question. And uh, I'm in a strange situation because we were traveling while uh, the pandemic hit and we've been in um, my hometown of Belfast really since then. And so I haven't been in my studio for a year. So we're, we're I'm without really a, a place to work or a rhythm at the minute. And, and that's all right, but I'm going to have to start getting back to it soon. So you, you are, you're not in Brooklyn? You're not I'm not in Brooklyn right now. I'm in London currently um, okay. with publishers here. Uh, but but the, since March, I've been living in Belfast. Who's your publisher? Let's give a shout out. Uh, in the US, it's it's uh, Philomel Books, which is an imprint of Penguin Random House. Mm-hmm. Great. And, <clears throat> and you want it in London? Well, in thinking? London, it's HarperCollins, so his offices I'm sitting in. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. And any advice for people that are struggling as writers and they want to do what you're doing? Uh, Well, I I think just really trying to be yourself as much as possible and say things in your own way without trying to imitate the people that you admire. Like all of the people that you admire didn't start off making the work that you admire them for. And they probably went through a period of um, leaning heavily on the people that they admired. But it's ultimately about finding your own voice and having the confidence to, to do that. Definitely. And uh, give your website one more time before we wrap up. Well, my website is oliverjeffers.com. And then uh, on Instagram, it's just at Oliver Jeffers. And do you already have your next book planned out? Or you're already... Not fully. I've got okay. a few ideas, but I've, uh, I've got some work to do, some, some experimenting and, and working out. All right. Well, I really enjoyed this. I want to thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate that. It, I recognize it's not a small feat to, no, write, to be a writer. To make a what book. a journey. How many years did you say you've been doing this? About 20? Yeah, nearly 20. Yeah. 
And it's, I mean, it's, it's never become formulaic in that time. It's different every single book. I mean, me, I've written stuff and it goes, it's, it sits on my desk, collects dust. And then I come back to it years later and go, what, why didn't I do anything with this? Yeah. Well, as I always give myself deadlines, whether those deadlines are real or artificial, it's like, it's, you know, if you're breaking a contract with yourself, that's as valid as anything else. And it's amazing what you can get done when you work like that. That's really good advice. That's excellent advice. Well, Oliver, thank you so much and congratulations. Thank you. All Wonderful talking to you.